Alright, go ahead and take your Bibles today and turn to Galatians chapter 3. I'm going to speak on a subject today. I don't know, I don't believe I've ever uh, done a whole message specifically on this subject, but um, I've been thinking about it for a while and then with some of the uh, recent events, I felt this was an appropriate time for it. But today, I want to deal specifically with the subject of racism. And racism is something that uh, right now, there's a lot of talk about it going on, isn't there? I mean, we've got all the Ferguson stuff going on. Uh, you've got the, uh, you know, everybody's upset at Obama because of this uh, executive action he took with immigration. And so it seems like, you know, there's quite a bit going on, you know, to, uh, quite a bit of fighting uh, amongst the colors, I guess you could say, uh, going on in America today. And I think it's very important as Christians that, you know, we always, we want to have a biblical mindset. With things, and really, what I want to do today, I want to show you biblically what our mindset should be concerning the races, and then I want us to show you what I believe is fueling all the racism today. And you're going to find out it's just it's totally unbiblical. And unfortunately, the very people who act like they're trying to help are really the ones that are creating the problem. But uh, first off, I want us to look and I want to see what the Bible says. And listen. Uh, the first part of this, it's gonna, it might sound pretty politically correct. I'm not, I'm not a politically correct person though, and uh, but I'm gonna, I just, I speak the truth, and unfortunately, truth is not politically correct. And uh, but I hope uh, to help you see through some things today. I was, I, I always want to do that in all my messages is use the scripture to help people see through all the foolishness that's going on out there, and just, I mean, just the flat out stupidity that comes from this world and from our news media. And I tell you, people are so confused. And well-meaning people who want to do right, who want to think right, are just really falling for a lot of lies. And it's really sad. And you know, some of these things too, some of the problems with racism, a lot of times are a result of teachings amongst religions. Now, not teaching from the Bible, but teaching amongst religions. Okay, For example, guys like Adolf Hitler was a religious person, I guess you could say. Um, but yet, was he a biblical person? Absolutely not. And uh, you know, most you know they always say you know religion is the cause of most wars today. And yeah, that's true. But it's not biblical religion, is it? Not at all. But let's look at what the Bible has to say about this subject. And I want us to get us in a biblical mindset with when it comes to races and how we look at other races and what we think and what we say and what we do. And let's Galatians chapter three verse twenty eight. It's real clear in the Bible. It says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. As far as Christianity is concerned, there isn't Jew or Greek. There's not black, white. There's not none of that. In Christ, we're all one, isn't it? I think it's making it very clear in this passage here that race doesn't matter one bit. If you are a human today, I believe God wants to save you. And so, well, what about all the different races? Okay, how, uh, you know, how are we supposed to categorize people? What are we? What group are we supposed to put them in? Well, first of all, things we need to realize about the human race is well. Go to Genesis chapter one. We're going to read the start about the start of the human race. Genesis chapter one. Verse 27, it says, So God created man in His own image. 
In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He them. So first thing we need to understand is that man was created in the image of God. Now does that mean that Adam looked exactly like God? Does that mean you know, when God says man is created in God's image, do you and I look exactly like God? Well, I hope not. But basically, in His image, in His likeness, it's clear that we are all of the same species, I guess you could say, that God is from. That's what's special about man. That's what puts us above the animal kingdom. Man was created in the image of God. And that's mentioned many times in the Bible. And you know what? God did make two different groups, didn't He? Male and female created He them. But there's really only one race that God made, and that's the human race. And that's what we need to understand, and that's the mindset we need to get in, that there is only one race, the human race. And listen, I, I, don't, I am not a racist by any stretch of the imagination. I, believe, I just believe in one race. I believe in the human race. And you know what? I'm not going to give anybody special treatment because they claim another race or because their skin's another color. I don't think we ought to treat them any different. I don't think we ought to give them special privileges. I don't think we ought to take away privileges because they are of another skin color. We are of the human race created in the image of God. Well, what color do you think Jesus was? You know, was Jesus white? Was you know, that really doesn't matter. Okay? What matter? You know, I believe Jesus was Jewish. Okay, if you want to, if you want to categorize it that way, but you know what? Jesus was a man, and Jesus was God, and that's what's important about him. And God, when He created man, He created the human race. And in the book of Genesis, you'll read about Him creating all the animals after His own kind, after His own kind. In other words, you know, dog kind. You know, they, uh, you know, there's dog kind, there's cat kind, there's you know, there's all the different kinds of animals, and there's mankind. I've heard people use those verses, and when it talks about after His own kind. They categorize the different colors of people as that. And no, that's talking about after his own kind, that's mankind. And we all in here today are a part of the race, the human race of mankind. And that's the way God set it up. That's the way you know, it is biblically. And as far as humans go, that's all there is. There's the human race and there's male and female. And you know what? I got a news flash for you because if you've been watching the news media and you follow that stuff, you might not agree with this, but you know what? Men and women are different. We're a part of the human race. Okay? But we are different. And you know what? God made us for each other, and I thank God for that. I am thrilled to death about that. But you know what? I know that's not politically correct, but men and women are different, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that is the way God made it. And it is just the way it is. And if you can't figure out what the difference is, well, you might. I don't know what to tell you. Alright? But it's, listen, it's okay. And ladies, don't be ashamed of being a lady. Be a lady. Men, don't be ashamed of being men. Be a man. Alright? That's the way God made it. It's the way He intended it. When God made man, He said it's not good that man should be alone. And God made that woman for the man. And thank God for that. And as far as human beings are concerned, there's one race, the human race, and there's male and female. That's the way God made it. So that's a biblical mindset that you ought to have. But then also as far as Christianity is concerned, there's only, there's, Bible says in that verse we read, there's neither male nor female. Did he? 
as far as Christianity goes, as far as salvation goes, Jew, Greek, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter. That means nothing. As far as that goes, as Christianity goes, there's only really two, and that's they're saved and there's lost. Look at Second uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. Second Corinthians chapter six. In verse 14, i got a lot of Scriptures I want to show you today, but I don't know if we'll even get to all of them. But it says, "...be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness?" And that light and darkness, that's not talking about light skin and dark skin, folks. That's talking about, uh, you know, that's talking, you know what that's talking about. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. There is a difference in the humans as far as Christianity goes, and that is, are you saved or are you lost? Are you saved or are you lost? The Bible says we're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. There's no, we're not going to have communion. We're not, we're not going to go together. It's not, you know, if, uh, Two people get married, one's saved, one's lost. There's going to be some problems there. They're taking two different paths and two different completely, two completely different ways of thinking. And that's another message we can preach. But they're clearly is saved and lost. But notice, nothing there has to do with race. Notice Colossians chapter three verse ten. It says, "...and have put on the new man," talking about when you get saved, "...which is renewed in knowledge after the image of Him that created Him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all." When it comes to salvation, whether you're a male or female makes no difference. Whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Chinese... It makes no difference. Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. He gave His life for all of mankind. And anyone who will believe in Him, He will save. And He gives no special distinguishment to any group. There's no different way. You know, if you're Jew, you get saved this way. If you're you know, white, you get saved. No, there's, we all get saved the same way by believing on Christ. So there's no difference. So as far as just humans go... We need to understand there's one race, the human race, and there's male and female. And then as far as Christianity goes, in Christ, none of it matters. There's just saved and there's lost. And those who are lost, we ought to try, we ought, Jesus Christ wants to save them. If they're a part of the human race, He wants to save their soul. If they're a part of the human race, He died on the cross for them. If they're a part of the human race, he loved them, and we need to give them the gospel if they're a part of the human race. And that's, as far as I'm concerned, that should be our thinking when it comes to when it comes to the races. But at the same time, there are definitely prejudices that everyone has, and there are definitely out there. There's people out there that hate somebody just because of the color of their skin. But those same people. If they lived in a world where everybody was the same color, they'd find somebody to hate, wouldn't they? 
They absolutely would. You see, skin color, it just makes it easier to identify somebody and put them in a side. It makes it easier to categorize them. And if, and if you just want to hate somebody, well, that just, it does. It makes it easy, doesn't it? You know, that's why, uh, in sports, you know, you have uniforms and things. You want to be able to, you know, distinguish the enemy. You'll want to know who the opponent is. And there are people out there that they just want opponents in life. And so you know what? Who am I supposed to hate? Boy, those people, they look a little bit different. Uh, that would be an easy group for us to hate. And you know what? The truth is, skin color, it does. It just makes it easy to put somebody in a group that you can hate. But countries that aren't as diverse as America, they still have problems with people killing each other. I don't know if you realize this, but in places like Africa, they have wars over there where black people are killing black people. And there's, uh, you know, the, you know, the Indians. The Native Americans, they had all kinds of different tribes, didn't they, before? They fought with each other, didn't they? And they killed each other. And then the white man came along. Well, it made it a little easier there because, all right, those, those ones that look different, okay, we know they're enemies, and, you know, they, but they always, you know, man always finds somebody to hate, don't they? It's easy to do it. White people have fought against white people. The war between the states. Who? We're fighting each other, weren't we? Americans fighting Americans, hating people is just a part of sin nature. It's been going on since the beginning of time. And you know what? There's always going to be people out there that are prejudiced. There are always going to be people that hate people out there for the wrong reasons. And you know what? Unless they're doing something to hurt you, I I just get over it. There's people out there that hate Christians. And you know what? Unless they start beating me up, I'm not too worried about it. Okay, unless they start physically doing harm to me, I really don't care. They can hate all they want. I see in the Bible that it's not really me that they hate, it's Christ that they hate. And you know what? I'm not greater than the Lord. If they persecuted Him, they'll persecute me too. And you know, I'm not worried about that. I'm not going to call a lawyer. I'm not going to have a march because I found out that some company, you know, their, their CEO doesn't like Christians very much and make a big deal about it and act like a victim and call for legislation to pass laws banning people from owning businesses that hate Christians. Okay? I don't care. That is, that isn't going to hurt me. We can't control what's in people's minds. And it's pointless to even try. But really, I believe that this, we've gotten so far from this biblical mindset that really a lot of what's going on today, that supposedly from people that are trying to help problems concerning racism, they're actually fueling it and making it worse. And anytime you get away from the Bible, things are going to get worse. But first off, what is fueling the racism, racial tension in this country? Well, first off, I believe it's the creation of different groups. Okay, now, aren't we all supposed to be Americans here today? We live in the United States of America, right? And you know, we elect a president of the United States. Okay? But yet you got all these people out there that make a huge and always talk about like, you know, African Americans. You know, and they're or uh, you know, Asian Americans or whatever. Aren't we all supposed to be Americans? And then these same people say we've got to get we've got to get somebody in office that represents our people. But wait a minute, aren't we all supposed to be Americans? We need to get a black president so he will represent the African American people. We're supposed to elect a president to represent the American people. Are you a part of the American people or are you not? 
And I'm not looking for somebody that's going to represent just the white Americans. I want somebody that's going to represent Americans. The United States of America. Why do we create these groups? Are we not all a part of the human race? Are we not all Americans? Why do we always have to categorize people? Why is it that the news media that's supposed to be unbiased and so unracist, why are they always doing polls for every election? You know, this many percent of blacks voted for this person. This many percentage of whites and this many percentage of Hispanics voted for that person. Why does that matter? Why do they need to keep bringing that up? It's because they're trying to show the differences. Wow, most black people vote Democrat and most white people, you know, white men. Older white men, they all vote Republican. Wow, those racists. And they're just trying to fuel trouble, aren't they? And it's not what vote really matters. Listen, a white vote counts the same as a black vote and a Mexican vote. And it all is, it all counts as the same thing, doesn't it? Why do they categorize that stuff? Because they're trying to fuel the tension. We're supposed, it's supposed to be all Americans going on election day and it's supposed to be Americans that are voting but they want to categorize everybody all the time. And I believe that creation of different groups is causing the problem. As far as Christ is concerned, there is just the human race. As far as our Constitution is concerned, there is only the human race. Let's look at a portion of our Declaration of Independence. It says, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Notice it didn't say it didn't categorize men there, did it? It didn't specify male and female. It didn't specify white and black and Indian. And it didn't do any of that. It said all men are created equal. Well, those founding fathers, they were racist. They had slaves. Listen, they, our country, when it started, it wasn't perfect. But when they made this Constitution, they made a Constitution that guaranteed rights that they believed would eventually lead to equality for all. And I believe it has. We don't have slaves anymore, do we, today? Because of things like our Constitution. We don't have that. We do have equality. I believe we do have equality in America because of our Constitution, because of that idea, that belief that all men are created equal, that we all came from our Creator, that belief in a human race. And I am getting sick and tired of listening to these politicians all the time. I speak for this race. I speak for that group. You know, and I'm telling you, we belong to the human race. And those people, they don't represent the human race. They represent Americans. And as far as we're concerned, there should, there's one race of people in America, the human race. And we call ourselves Americans. And we need people that represent Americans. But, so why, so why is all the so-called unbiased news media always talking about the race of people they're reporting on. Why do they always have to bring up what color the police officer was that shot somebody? Listen, I don't want to get shot. And you know what? If I get shot by a white person or a black person, I'm not going to like it just as much. I don't want to get shot. Okay? And I don't care about the color. Why is that always the news? Why is that something? Because they're trying to fuel the racism. They're trying to fuel the rage. You know why? You know, why do they have to do that? Why does it matter? Why can't it believe? Just be a police officer shot a teenager. 
Why can't they bring that up? Because they're trying to, to fuel this. They're supposed to be unbiased. They're supposed to, they're the same people that saying, you know, we're supposed to be colorblind. We're not supposed to notice these things. But yet they're the ones that bring it up all the time. The people are all excited. I heard on the news they were talking, you know, Obama's going to be appointing a new defense secretary and there's talk of a woman that he might. And they're all excited. The first female defense secretary. Why does that matter? If we're talking about the secretary of defense. Shouldn't we be wanting just the best person for the job? Why do they have to make such a big deal about that? I remember when Bush was in office and one of the Supreme Court justices had died and he was going to appoint a new one. Everybody kept saying, you know, he needs to appoint a woman or a minority. Why? Why can't he just get the best person for the job? And you know what? If they happen to be a minority, so be it. Why do they have to bring that up all the time? And they are not colorblind. They're the ones that bring this up. Why do politicians, why do they always use people backdrops when they're making their speeches of racially diverse people? Listen, if you want to have people, why don't they just get random people up there? Why do they strategically do that? Why? If it's not supposed to matter. If we all are one, I mean, if that just happens, that happens. But you don't do it on purpose. Why is that? Why do all the supposed non-discriminatory companies all right, that don't discriminate go out, out of the way to make sure all their advertisements have somebody from every race on it? Every billboard you see, you know, white, black, Hispanic, they, they make sure they have a little bit of everybody. All their commercials, you know, they're constantly going to different people, showing people from every different race and thing. Why do they do that on purpose, if there's supposedly, you know, there is no difference, that they don't notice these things. Why is it that every Hollywood TV show and movie have to make sure they have a racially diverse cast, including, including computer animated cartoons about animals, even the voices have to make sure that they represent each group? Okay, but these same people are telling us we're not supposed to notice race. And we're not supposed to make a big deal about race. Why does our government, who is creating all these identities, appoint people to different positions just because of their color, gender, or sexual orientation, try to tell us, don't discriminate. Don't notice. When they're the ones bringing all this, all this stuff up. Why is that? What is the, you know, the definition of discriminate means to make an unjust or prejudicial distinction, distinction in the treatment of different categories of people or things, especially on the grounds of race, sex, or age. So apparently discrimination is only a problem when it affects a minority negatively. Because how many of you heard things like affirmative action? Okay, I, I think that's a shame. Because affirmative action is an action or a policy favoring those who tend to suffer from discrimination, especially in relation to employment or education. It's known as positive discrimination. Okay? Now, that's where they will on purpose go after minority companies because they're treated unfairly because of all the racists in America. And so governments, they a lot of times they will make sure those people get contracts Get jobs. To me, that is so racist. I mean, what they? I mean, why do they think? It's like they think that because somebody's a minority, they're not going to be able to succeed as well as white people can. 
Why do they think that? Why do they act like that? That, to me, is so racist. Not against white people. That's racist to the minorities. Say, listen, folks, we know you can't make it on your own, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a law helping you. And by the way, make sure you vote for us. I know this is unconstitutional. I know it's unfair. I know it discriminates against other people, but we're helping you out. And it's because they deserve it. Because they're racist. Their ancestors had slaves. Uh, you know, they, you know, their, uh, their ancestors, they stole. You know, half of America was stolen from the Mexicans. So, I mean, we've got, you know, we, you know, we have stolen from the Indians. And so we're going to positively discriminate in your favor. And to me, I just, I think that's a crime. I think that's a shame. I personally, you know, I said you say, well, you're you know, you're not a minority. Hey, you know what? I'm a Christian. I'm a fundamental Christian, and you know what? We're not that liked either. And you know, what? I don't care. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out there, and I'm gonna overcome. And you know what? There are many. There are many minorities out there that are very offended by this type of thing because they know they can succeed without that type of help. They've learned how to overcome those things, and they have overcome those things and this type of that type of law is an embarrassment to them and they they hate it and it disgusts them and it should and it should disgust everybody because our government should not be making laws and rules based on somebody's race they're supposed to represent Americans and we are all a part of the human race so this that so the creation of groups i believe is one of the things that's fueling the racial tension. Also, the creation of laws based on groups. We don't need different laws for different races. You know what the Bible says in John chapter seven, verse twenty-four? It says, "Judge not according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment." Judge not according to appearance. We shouldn't judge somebody based on their appearance. If you're an employer, you should look at that person and say, "You know what?" They're black. I don't want to hire them. You shouldn't do that. You don't judge based on appearance. But that goes the other way too. You don't judge and say, you know, we've got a, we've got a, you know, because they have a different appearance, we've got to make a law to help them out. Because somebody might think bad. Somebody might discriminate. Listen, I'm going to get this a little bit. This life, it's not always fair. Okay? And if you think our government can make everything fair, boy, you are living in fairy tale world, folks. Alright, they can't do it and it's not their job. And there are, you're gonna get treated unfair sometime in life. I don't care what category you belong to, you're gonna get treated unfair sometime. But the Bible says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. You know what we need, you know how we need to treat black people? We need to just treat them by what's right. And white people, Mexican people, and it shouldn't matter. We're not going to have one judgment because of the color of somebody's skin. Not, not going to do that. That is not biblical at all. You know, the civil rights crowd of old, they fought to have the same rights as everyone else. And you know what? I think that's appropriate. There was a time when some minorities weren't allowed to vote. And they were Americans. Okay? They wanted the same rights as everyone else. That that's fine. They had every right to march for that. They had every right to fight for that. But now that they have it, they're fighting for rights that are different than everyone else's. Wanting those special privileges, wanting the extra help from the government, you know, wanting the extra recognition, you know, demanding you know the president appoint minorities to different places so they can help minority groups. And so that I'm telling you right now, 
that's not how it's supposed to work. He's supposed to. They should be appointing people that are going to represent America and Americans. And I believe I believe it's a shame. I believe the civil rights crowd of old would be embarrassed if they saw what was going on today. If they they were embarrassed of what that movement is fighting for today. And I think at the same time, if they could come to this time and not see that crowd and get embarrassed, I think they'd be thrilled with what they've seen in, the, in this country. I think they'd be you know, thrilled with the progress as far as that area goes. And uh, I, I really do. But also, so there's a creation of laws based on groups. That's just causing problems. And then also, the different treatment that is expected towards different races. Okay, I'm not going to treat you different based on your race. And when I say that too, I'm not talking about just negatively. I'm not even going to walk around eggshells on you, around you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch what I say. I'm not going to make sure I don't use. I, I'm going to talk like I talk around everybody else. Why? Because I'm supposed to treat everybody the same. I read a statement one time that said, "I'm free from all prejudice. I hate everyone equally." And, and but I don't know if that's the right attitude to have. <laughs> but. But we don't treat. We should treat everyone the same. Romans chapter ten and verse twelve says, "For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him." And Romans two eleven says, "For there is no respect of persons with God." So God does. God doesn't do that, and He doesn't expect us to either. He doesn't give negative treatment towards a group just because of appearance. And he doesn't give special treatment towards a group because of their appearance. And you know we should not, and we should not expect special treatment just because of who we are. James chapter two verse nine says, "But if ye have respect of persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors." It's wrong to do that, and it's wrong to expect it from other people. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go walking into public places. And just expect them to change everything to my liking because I'm a Christian. Uh, maybe we should. You know, why don't we go walking into Walmart today and say, "How dare you sell beer?" We are offended as Christians, and this is prejudice against us. This is a slap in our face, and we're going to march around your building and demand that you force everybody in this area to live as we do, alcohol free. Do we, do we really want? Do we really want to do that? I mean, aren't we offended by that stuff? Doesn't that kind of stuff bother us? We don't like that. You know, hey, why don't we go to the bookstore? You know, the bookstore. You go there; they they sell Korans there. Why don't we go tell them we're offended as Christians? We are against the religion of Islam. It is against Christ. They do not believe He's the Messiah, and because you are a prejudice group that sells Korans, we're never going to come here again. Is that what we need to do? You know, is that how it works? Expect special treatment. If they see us come walking in, all of a sudden, hey, go hide, go hide the Korans, go hide the books on witchcraft, go hide I mean you know, listen, there's garbage everywhere. This world is full of garbage. And you know, while we want to go reach out to individuals and get the gospel to as many individuals as we can, while we want to teach as many people as we can to stay away from the alcohol, to stay away from false religions, you know, we can't expect the whole world to just change everything just because we are us. 
Because you know what that creates? That creates an environment where we got to make sure we treat everyone fair. And now, we can't sing Christmas songs in the public school because we might offend a Jew. I heard about a... There was a school, or a group of parents got really upset because the school took the kids to see the Nutcracker play. And you know what? In the Nutcracker play, there's a Christmas tree on the stage. And that how there and they were basically shoving Christianity down those kids' throat. Now listen, I've seen a nutcracker play before. And yeah, there's a Christmas tree in it. But you know what? I didn't see anybody get saved after that play. <laughs> I didn't see anybody get converted to Christianity after seeing the nutcracker. But yet we are people are so sensitive. How dare you offend my group? Why do we get so caught up in that stupidity? You know, every year around Christmas, we get all the things that come, you know, we hear all these stories. Why? You know, the news media, they're trying to fire up Christians. They're trying to make the Christians mad. Just like they try to make the black people mad. And just like they try to make the Hispanics mad. They're always, I'm telling you, everybody in the news media, every single one of them, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe it, every single one of them, they were the kid in the school growing up that used to go around, hey, do you know what so and so said about you? What? They said that? Well, this is what I think about them. Hey, and then they go back to that. You know what so-and-so just said about you? And they were the ones that stirred up all the trouble and it got all the drama going. And you know what? They all grew up and they became news reporters. And that's exactly what they're doing in our country today. Getting us fired up about stupid stuff all the time. Hey, did you hear what the CEO of Starbucks said about Christians? He doesn't like Christians. And you know, we'll show him. We'll get all Christians to stop going to Starbucks. Listen, I don't like coffee. Okay, But if I go... To me, they're there to sell coffee. And you know what? If I go there, it's going to be based on my like for coffee. I don't have time to figure out what all their leaders believe. I eat at McDonald's quite a bit, but if I find out their McDonald's CEO hates white people, hey, as long as their chicken nuggets taste good, I'm going to keep on going there. Because I, I just don't care about that stuff. And you know what? We should not expect special treatment because of who we are. And yet people do. And now we live in a society where people who they they want to categorize themselves in a different group of sinners. Well, hey, I like this sin. So now I want to be in a special group and I expect special treatment. I expect special laws and nobody better say anything. No, we don't do that. Okay? We're all, the Bible says we've all sinned. Okay, you're all sinners, and we're not going to let you put yourself in a special group and get special privileges just because you've got a pet sin that you like and you want everybody to accept. That's not the way it works. We should treat everyone the way we would expect to be treated. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 says, Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. We need to treat others the way we would want to be treated. And you know what? I'm not. I don't. I'm not asking for special treatment from everybody. I mean, I guess you know the closest I've come. You know, I mean, I okay. Maybe I was forcing my religion. When we were out eating that one time, and they were playing The Walking Dead on the TV, and I asked them if they could please turn The Walking Dead off. All right. I thought that was a little bit offensive. Okay. Was I shoving my Christianity down their throats? Uh, if I was, I'm sorry. But I didn't really want to watch that, especially while I was eating and with my kids there. But you know. I didn't go there and say, you know what? I'm a Christian. In fact, I'm a pastor of a church. And I'm offended by your Walking Dead program. It's a violation of Scripture. It's a sin. I don't want to look at it. I just said, hey, 
we're eating. <laughs> There's body parts flying everywhere. You know, <laughs> can we can we please change the program? But we don't we don't look for, I'm not looking for special privileges. You know, the government cannot control the hearts and minds of individuals and it doesn't need to try. Those who are prejudiced, I believe, are a small minority. And the laws that are being made to try to control their hearts and minds, they don't work. They just take freedom away from everybody. And he said, well, you know, what if somebody, you know, doesn't vote for somebody, you know, just because of the color of their skin? You know, when President Obama was running for president the first time, you know, that was a concern. You know, how many, you know, how many white people aren't going to want to vote for him just because he's black? Let me tell you something. This is just my opinion. And just like a lot of what they were reporting is their opinion. I believe for every one person that didn't vote for him just because he was black, there was ten that voted for him just because he was black. And there was a lot of white people. That should have had absolutely nothing to do with it. You know, before President Obama became president, he ran for senator in Illinois. And you know what? I voted against him as senator. And you know who I voted for? Alan Keyes, who's blacker than he is. And you know what? It had nothing. To, I didn't vote for Alan Keyes because he was blacker than Obama. I voted for Alan Keyes because I liked where he stood more than I liked where Obama stood. And it should not matter. The, where, where in the Bible does it say that everything in life is fair? It's not in the Bible. Where in our Constitution does it guarantee that everything and everyone's life would always be fair? It's not there. It's not our government's responsibility to make everything in life fair for everybody. It's its job to protect freedom and liberty. And we can all expect fairness only when Jesus Christ finally comes back to this earth and He sets His kingdom up. When the righteous judge takes over, then everything will be fair. But in the meantime, things aren't going to be perfect. Things aren't going to be totally fair. And I'm telling you right now, what's going on in our country today, I believe, is causing a lot of this problem. You know, the one there, so just you can't ever discriminate in anything. But you know what? There's going to be a big discrimination coming up one of these days. In Revelation chapter seven and verse nine, once you turn over there in your Bible, we'll close with this passage. One of these days, Christ, He's going to come back to earth, and He's going to gather. His elect. He's going to gather the saved from the four winds of heaven. But you know what? When He does that, when Jesus Christ comes to receive His own, it's not going to have a thing to do with race. Notice in verse 9 of Revelation 7, it says, After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with right robes and palms in their hands. This is right after the rapture takes place. People from all over the world. How was he able to tell they were from all over the world? He could tell by looking at them. You know why? Because the Lord, He's rich to all that will call upon Him. If somebody's black and they call on Him, the Lord will save them. If somebody's white and they call, He'll save them. doesn't matter who they are. doesn't matter what country they're from. And when He comes and He takes us to heaven, he's, it's not going to have anything to do with race. It's going to have everything to do with do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? That's what's going to make the difference. And as far as listen, the news media they're going to keep they're going to keep causing problems. Al Sharpton he's going to keep on fueling racial 
things as much as he can. That's his bread and butter, folks. He's going to keep that up. The news media, they're going to help him along with it. But as far as you and I are concerned, as Christians today, we need to have a biblical mindset. And our mindset is, there's the human race. Male and female. And Christ, and then as far as Christianity goes, they're saved and they're lost. And you know what? We want to win whoever we can. You know, one of these days, I hope we can have a Spanish ministry here at the church. And you know, you know why I want to have a Spanish ministry? It's not so we can have a separate church service for Mexican folks because they look different. It's just because some understand better in their native tongue. And they will learn better. There might be some who don't speak Spanish. And you know what? What if some of them are illegally here? You know what we're going to do? We're going to preach the Gospel to them because they have a soul even if they're illegal and we want them to get saved. And then we'll teach him, hey, you need to try to follow the law and see if you can become legal. <laughs> but hey, as far as we're concerned, there's not legal and illegal. There's the human race. And in that great group, they're saved and there's lost. And we want to get as many of those who are lost saved. And any of them can be saved no matter who they are, no matter where they're from. That's the mindset we ought to have. And we need to start praying that, Lord, that you know, the Lord will give us leaders in this country who represent Americans. And we need to look for leaders who represent Americans and we need to get off this categorizing of people and getting into different groups that is not that is not the right mindset. We ought to be past that in 2014. And I believe we are going in the wrong direction today. And I believe there's more and more tension seems to be building up. And I believe it's because of what we talked about today. We've got, we've got to stop putting people into groups. And... I believe if we do that, then we will see things get a lot better. So with that, let's all stand together.